right, welcome to our research podcast on the demographic influence on class, race, and inequality on Michigan campuses. I'm Phil. I'm Val. And I'm Riley. And we are all Grand Valley students taking a Lib 201 class on diversity in the United States. To begin, we wanted to talk about the racist events that occurred on Michigan State's campus. Um, for example, students had taped a noose made of toilet paper on a black student's dorm room door. Um, the initial statement that was released from uh, MSU called the noose a Halloween prank, which outraged students. And from the Lansing State Journal, they had reported that students admitted to uh, taping it to the door and stated that they did not mean to offend anyone or denote any racial bias and were not intended to resemble a noose. Um, hours after this had happened, a racist survey had been released. Um, this survey was sent out by an associate professor. Um, so basically the survey consisted of different statements from different social media websites. Um, and these questions and statements were um, supposed to be stereotypical. People were supposed to rate how stereotypical they were. Um, but these questions targeted black people, Asians, Muslims, and LGBTQ community. And um, hours after the um, survey was posted, the professor took it down. And you might be wondering what the students and faculty did to try and combat this and try to make a change so something like this wouldn't happen again. And the students and faculty at MSU came up with a 10-point plan for diversity, and it's endorsed by the Council of Racial and Ethnic Students and the Council of Progressive Student Groups at Michigan State University. And there were 10 demands to the university administration from the protesting students. And some of these demands were, they demanded a mandatory general education course for all students on race, ethnicity, racism, and gender to be implemented into the curriculum by fall 2020. And I think that's important because it spreads awareness and makes people more open-minded about other people on campus. And then another demand was, they demand that Michigan State University became a registered as a sanctuary school. And what a sanctuary school means is that it's any college or university that adopts policies to protect members of the campus community such as the students that were getting racially harassed on campus. Um, so unfortunately, similar events have happened um, at the University of Michigan. On their campus, um, events supporting white supremacy occurred. Um, some posters that were found on University of Michigan's campus stated, we must secure the existence of our race and a future for white children, make America white again. Um, unfortunately, the U of M administration reported that it's nearly impossible to stop the culprits um, who are not associated with the university and 
banning these posters uh, from campus would bring the First Amendment into play. In response to these racial incidents happening at the University of Michigan, almost 200 students got together to protest on campus about this. And while they were protesting, they were harassed and attacked by a white man and he was harassing them with racial slurs and it also led to physical confrontation. And from these events, it eventually got to um, the university police chief, Robert Newman, and the university president, Mark Schlissel. And they had a meeting the next day regarding this situation and the only thing to come out of it was an apology email which is not really enough um, so one question we'd like to address was sent in from charlotte and her question was are there any issues of racial inequalities here at grand valley as we did further research on this question we did find one incident um, where there was racist graffiti and messages written on a student's whiteboard outside her dorm room door. Um, as we looked into this further, we found that the police had reported that it was a hoax and um, the girl who had reported it was the one who wrote the messages on the whiteboard. We were asked the question by Austin if we will be discussing issues similar to the University of Wisconsin case where they pasted an image of a black student who never attended a game on someone else's face to make the school seem more diverse. That student was Diallo Shabazz. Um, and from Jeff Chang's We Gonna Be All Right, I'm going to uh, read a quote from the student. Um, the admissions department that we've been talking about, I believe, was on the fourth floor and they multicultural center was on the second floor of the same building. So you didn't need to create false diversity in the picture. All you really needed to do was go downstairs. Um, overall, this the University of Wisconsin remained an institution whose student body was only 2% black. So their efforts to create a false sense of this diversity didn't even work. On the topic of schools using photos of students to make the university seem more diverse, another example comes from a personal experience I had at Concordia University Ann Arbor. Before transferring to GVSU, I went to Concordia for two years and I played on the men's soccer team there. On the team, we had many foreign students that were from different countries, and the university took advantage of these individuals by gathering gathering them to have a photo shoot so they can use it for promoting that the school was diverse. When in reality, about 86.4% of the students attending Concordia University Ann Arbor come from within Michigan. So after doing research on campuses creating a perception of being more diverse, we looked into the demographics of Michigan colleges and the cities that they're in. An example of this from Allendale, 
is 83% of the people are white, 7% are Hispanic or Latino, 4% are African American, and 2% are Asian. Another example comes from Grand Rapids, and in Grand Rapids, 67% of the people are white, 19% are African American, and again, 2% are Asian. And then concerning students here at Grand Valley, the percent of undergraduate students are 82% of them are white, 5% are Hispanic or Latino, 5% are African American, and 2% are Asian. So from Grand Valley's scholarly works, um, the African American black male experience at Grand Valley State University Implications for the Future by Reba Lorette Ogentoken. Um, she discusses the college enrollment and statistics of African American students and their enrollment retention and graduation rates are extremely low on college campuses throughout the United States. Pertaining to just Michigan, the black population is 14.3%, and amongst the 14 four-year public universities in Michigan, black students account for approximately 1% of the students enrolled. Okay, go. The last two questions we received asked us to assess the effect of these racial inequalities on students. Um, Linda Holtzman and Leon Sharp in um, their essay theories and constructs of race talk about um, the social and psychological impact of race on um, individuals. One quote that we found supported the evidence that we had talked about before um, this point in the podcast was um, given the centuries of racial stereotyping and negative messaging directed at people of color, research indicates that a majority of white Americans continue to have a strong feelings of racial bias. Um, one psychological impact that Holtzman and Sharp also point out is the battle against internalized racism, which is a condition that can cause an individual to assume self-depreciating attitudes and engage in self-destructive behaviors that reflect the traumatizing effects of racial targeting, which they point out is a direct byproduct of historical and ongoing racial targeting. And another thing they write is um, whiteness by virtue of its status as the dominant social position is unmarked. It is relatively easy for white persons to go through life never thinking about their own racial identity. To conclude our podcast, we wanted to include the eight actions to reduce racism in college classrooms, which was published by the American Association of University Professors. These eight actions include to recognize your implicit biases and remediate your racial illiteracy. Don't be surprised when a black male student writes well. Stop expecting the Latina student to speak for all Latinos. Quit thinking all Asian American students are the same. Be aware that stereotype threat may be occurring among some students of color. Meaningfully integrate diverse cultures and peoples into the curriculum. Responsibly address racial tensions when they arise. 
and recognize that you and your faculty colleagues share much responsibility for racial inequities. We chose this topic to make people more aware of these issues on campus. And this issue is also growing more because diversity is increasing tremendously within our universities and within our country. For example, since 1994, enrollment of African-American students has doubled at institutions that primarily grant associate degrees, including community colleges. Many people believe we live in a post-segregated world, but according to Jeff Chang, we are in a crisis cycle and we need to address inequality and inequity before we are drawn back into the bad cycle. The future depends on it. It is classes and assignments like these that educate the younger generations on things that need to be changed. They give us the power and knowledge to use our voice and stand up to the inequalities that plague our country. Because of this class, I'm open to new ideas and experiences. I'm able to empathize with others and I'm willing to help as much as I can. I have a voice and will use it. Exactly. This class is the first class where I feel like we as students are actually diving into the controversial topics that are concerning to our country. And has really opened my mind and this course has also made me want to make my voice heard and make a positive difference in our country. Thank you for listening to our podcast and we hope we inspired you to make a change in our country too.